0: Welcome to The Geeky Ones, a podcast about anime, video games, wrestling, comics, and everything else geeky under the sun. I'm Jude. Here with me are, are my guests, Damit Danica and Dango Flash Gaming. Hey guys, say hi. Hello. Hello. So, so, our episode today is about the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. To start, Next Gen has arrived in a way, or Next Gen is about to arrive, and... Microsoft and Sony you know already in a few months they've announced their games they've announced their prices they've announced um, uh, they they've basically announced their launch around the holiday season this 2020 and with that you know we thought that we could start by we could finally decide to try and um take a look at them side by side you know make a nice little comparison about their games hardware and stuff and you know even talk about even talk about the other perks and features that both Microsoft and Sony has to offer uh, I think my first question is um, what are your initial thoughts on both consoles like before uh, before being announced like what were your expectations before uh, before they before Microsoft and Sony launched their respective event yeah let's start with dango all
1: right I expected Microsoft to showcase and prioritize, of course, the um, performance strength of uh, their Xbox console because um, if there's a pattern I've noticed for the past few generations, that's always that always has been their focus. That's always what they showcase. Like, oh, our new console has this much teraflops. Um, it can... Mm-hmm. It has this powerful like processor and everything it can do all of these and as for sony as i expected their priority was the titles mm. and mm-hmm. that really and that's really what i remembered like whenever someone asks me so what do you remember about the the microsoft and ps5 uh, reveal uh, the xbox and ps5 reveal i'll tell them the same thing i know that xbox like showcased a bunch of like details about their console in terms of how it performs the graphics, etc. and Sony focused on the titles that uh, will be on the p s five
0: nice um I think danica, your turn
2: yeah, <clears throat> so so for me I, I to be honest, I really didn't watch the xbox <laughs> the xbox showcases, yeah because <clears throat> I wasn't really I wasn't, I wasn't really an xbox fan, <clears throat> but for all of the showcases of Sony, yeah, I, I watched I watched it all, like, from the very beginning. Like, I thought they were going to show the PS5 on that live, but it was basically just more on a discussion on its hardware. But when the time came for its live showcase, when they finally um, announced the PS5, I knew for sure that I wanted them to show more of the titles. Th- that's what I expected, like, you know, Sony is um, well known for their exclusive titles, and I, this is just this is just from my point of view as someone who doesn't play um, Xbox. But for me, Xbox is more of like a shooter shooter game a shooter game console, which I'm not really that fond of. So when I expected from um, from Sony's PS5 live showcase. Well, yeah. I I have to agree with Dango that they really took into consideration and they really focused on the game titles because in the end that's what gets us gamers to purchase the console because then no matter how powerful that device is if you do not have like the the great games to like um play with it then it's just useless. It's just a useless piece of junk so i'm really glad that sony sony really um went all out with their titles and i'm i'm actually quite excited with what they're um uh gonna release for the ps5 yeah it's all for me
0: okay nice well i think it's my turn so so um i think my initial impression on the ps5 and xbox well um you know since uh since i'm still focused on current gen like I'm just expecting that you know this is just gonna be another 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 big upgrade, and then you know' it's, I'm just gonna wait a few more and a few more a year or two before and before getting it. And my expectations for both consoles are kind of moderate initially, like I was thinking nah, you know what? this is gonna if, if the Xbox if the Xbox one and PS4 are already this good and powerful has a solid library of games i expected you know, i expected that microsoft and sony would just launch you know, just as strong not you know, not as maybe you know, microsoft needed that needed a bigger push bigger push for xbox series x but for uh for the ps5 my initial thoughts was you know what sony just needs to do something you know, do something similar just do something uh do stick to their strengths and then and then you know launch, and then announce, you know get the hype going, and I think that's what. Um, and for Xbox, you know, I always know that they all they always have the most powerful console every almost for the past generations, and I think ever since they launched the first Xbox, they've always had the best hardware out of any video game console. So my initial thoughts were you know kind of kind of chill. I was I, I was only I was full, although I did want to know more about both of their hardware, uh, I was also, of course, you know, I wanted to know their games. Uh, as we're gonna look into later, you know, there's so many things to uh, to go over. And to start things off, I'll organize this based on uh, who announced first. So, the first uh, company to announce was Microsoft, their announcement. So. They're the first one to reveal their price. So Xbox Series X is, if I recall correctly, four ninety nine or four ninety nine,
2: four ninety nine.
0: Four ninety nine for the standard yeah. edition, and yeah. for Series or, S, it's two ninety nine. Two ninety nine, three
1: hundred. Retail's the same for uh, Nintendo Switch when it first retailed.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah. Um. Although we'll look into the price more, the fact that Microsoft Microsoft revealed their prices first for me is no surprise because it's usually Sony who declares their prices second or last in every generation. <laughs> I remember, um, I remember using that tactic to get more people to buy the original PlayStation when when uh, Sega announced that the Saturn is two ninety nine, or was <laughs> like. 300 or or 399 and then uh sony went into the press con announcing just it said one, only one thing yeah, yeah. I, mean, said, a, I, know, one, I know the yeah. thing you're talking
3: about yeah <laughs>
0: just said 299 dropped, no? and then everyone was hyped and then that <laughs> was so funny that, that that simple price announcement really changed that things was up savage. And, <laughs> yeah and uh, for Microsoft to strike first on uh, to declare their pricing first is kind of risky, of course, because you you're gonna be worried is the console gonna be too ex- more expensive or is the console gonna be cheaper because you know you're a console manufacturer and you always you want to have a very competitive price point and then so yeah so that's one thing Microsoft declared their prices first and they also announced. Uh basically they also announced their Xbox Series X standard model and the Xbox Series S. And I kinda I kinda it, I'm very interested in on how they look like because the Xbox Series X is in all black and the Series S is featured in all white. Yeah, um okay wait. I think I think we can talk about um we can talk about initial thoughts on how the console looks like.
3: Because, Mm.
0: um, okay, okay, wait, that's what people meme about anyway. Yeah, because, um, actually, both consoles are very, uh, very meme worthy, uh, in terms of their looks. Because, uh, for me, this next generation is looks really ridiculous or weird compared to, um, the PS4 and PS3, the PS4 and Xbox, uh, Xbox One didn't really do anything flashy in their design. They're just... Uh, Minimalist, they're just really, but that's yeah. okay. Minimal, yeah, yeah they're, just, I know, they're just sturdy and simple. You know? Yeah. no, Not too much flashy features. But for for both generations, for, uh, for both consoles right now, they took a different patent design. So, um, the Xbox Series X has two different designs. Ah, the Xbox Series X and S are two different designs and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people call it a lot of things right now. The Series X, especially, they can call yeah, it a fridge, huge yeah, fridge. mini <laughs> fridge. Um, some people trash call it bin. the trash bin, which is crazy. Gosh. Um, but for me, both versions of the console look like um house speakers. Yeah, like yeah, huge, speaker. um, especially speakers.
2: especially Series uh Series S. It it really looks like a speaker. With yes, a circle especially that that circle.
0: The that circle feels <laughs> like a speaker.
2: And you've put, if, if I get a series, si am gonna a... try.
0: Hmm? Eh, sorry, sorry, Oh continue. man. <laughs> um I think uh, I would get a series S. I would try to touch the circuits a uh, speaker. I would think. I would mm. always think it's a speaker. Yeah, so uh how about you guys? What are your initial thoughts on its appearance? Because you know, um yeah, their appearances are really striking. Alright.
2: Uh, it's a standing so, box now. It's nice.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll start with the uh, adango dango then Danica. Okay, Sige. sure, sure. Let's go.
1: Well, seeing like the evolution. If you think about, if you think about the evolution of the Xbox, it's the first, the 360, the one, and now the Series X and S. I'm, to be fair, I'm not surprised. It they've always followed a very like simple structure, like the Xbox the Xbox 360 and the Xbox one in particular, they're all rectangles. Yeah. They're, they're mini boxes. So a little a little diversion from that formula. It's not a box anymore. It's a freaking uh, it looks like a really small uh, tower casing or like a mini fridge. Yeah, yeah. it still follows that um, simple like rectangular quadrilateral design, no weird shapes or anything. Um, As for the PS5, if you look at the evolution of the design, they really went a little um, overboard to say the least with the PS5 because the PS1 is just (laughs) a rectangle. The PS2 is well, a PS1 and the smaller PS1 on top of each other. A PS3 is the original (laughs) mini-fridge because of the shape. The PS4 was.
2: Another box.
1: <laughs> another box. Yeah, it was. It's a Blu ray player. <laughs> it was, it's a Blu ray player. But what I liked about the PS4, like all versions, the OG, the Slim, mm-hmm. and the Pro, the Pro is what, is what I have, though. Um, I don't know. It was out of the latest gen consoles for um, Sony. I think it had one of the best designs, in my opinion. Yeah. Just a very sleek, simple but sleek design. But yeah, you just look at the PS4 and the PS5 it's like comparing day and night literally because you're just like, what the hell is that? That looks like (laughs) one of those really expensive routers like I'm just here to buy a cheap ass router. Okay, yes. sir. Flash, I'll get one. Flash and then speed. flash, flash speed. speed. And then <laughs> at the corner of your eye, at the corner of your eye, you see one of those routers that are on display. Like okay. eight uh eight thousand peso router. Uh one gigabyte <laughs> Wi-Fi. No uh, uh five gigahertz, whatever. I'm like, whoa dude, okay. Well <laughs> yeah, when I saw the PS5, I was just like seriously? Like, not in a bad way, but, like, in a funny, meme kind of way. Like, serious? That's what the PS5 looks like? <laughs> Damn. I mean, <laughs> and I like what people went with. They basically used, like, the edges, the top edge of the PS5. They turned it into, like, a taller, like, um, anime characters or game characters that have pop colors that they just put their head <laughs> on. Like, yeah, okay, I think they turned it again.
0: into kaiba at one point. Yeah,
1: so also, Yuna Rukami from Persona 4. <laughs> Jesus. Or they also turned the top... the Because the edge of the PS5 is very... It's not... It's not well, it is curved, but the curvature is very sharp. So technically, yeah. you can hang like a hat on it or other stuff. <laughs> so yeah, well, I will say that the PS5 really went overboard with this one. I mean, it's not... What I really paid attention to, as uh, uh, Danica mentioned earlier, it wasn't really about the performance or the strength. It was really just about the titles that I remember. But of course, I don't remember the design because of the reveal. I remember the design because of the memes.
2: <laughs> Which is actually like a... like a you, you can actually think of it like a marketing ploy by... A Sony. marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah, because meme, meme marketing can really go... Crazy. And you know, it lessens your marketing expenses if it's if it goes viral <laughs> organically without any payment at all.
0: Yeah, so if I mean, people any... are people are aiming, if people are creating content for you, you don't really have yeah. to do too much already.
1: I mean, and literally the memes speak for themselves. Everyone knows X product or service because of the meme that spearheaded it.
2: Yeah, MPS 5 is much more memeable than Xbox. Uh, in my own opinion,
1: <laughs> but I mean, I guess one drawback in terms of design is that Sony still kept with the whole console uh, design. Like there is like an unspoken rule, like a console is supposed to be rectangular in some yeah, form yeah. or manner, right? Yeah. You look at like even the Sega console, the Nintendo sixty-four. Mm-hmm. I guess the exception for Nintendo was the GameCube, but it makes sense because they did name it a cube. And the yeah. whole selling point of the GameCube was its portability. I mean, it even comes with a handle on the back so you can carry it around like it was just a minor piece of luggage or something. But that aside, the Wii, the Wii U, they, those were like, you know, typical rectangular consoles. Yeah. But the Xbox, though, I'm like, wow, you guys really went literal with the box in the name because it, it, it is a tall ass <laughs> box. Doesn't look like a console anymore. It looks like a box, and the, the, the X, the S, the S, as you mentioned, it doesn't look like a a console, console either. Looks it looks like, a, like speaker. a speaker, or you know, one of those things that hang, hang up on the wall of like malls for POs, like PO system when they announce the- stuff. <laughs> oh my
3: god! Yeah. A- yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my god! Wait, I can't unsee <laughs> that anymore.
1: Like in your remember your old days in high school and grade school yeah, whenever yeah. they announced stuff like today is half day because of blah blah blah. Yeah, there's one in every classroom. i are like, yeah, there's an there's an Xbox Series S in every classroom, it's right there.
2: <laughs> Actually, if you put it like horizontally, it kind of looks like a stove.
0: Oh, it's an induction <laughs> cooker. Oh <laughs> my god. You
3: know, it's an, yeah, it's induction an induction
1: cooker. <laughs> oh my god. I don't I I fear for it. But I have a feeling someone is going to post, like, a tweet or a post of, like, Yo, my parent thought it was an induction cooker, so she put the pot on top of the Series S." I'm like, oh, oh no. my God. <laughs> I have a few minutes. Yeah, but that, gotta that won't do
2: any damage unless he, she, like, uh, tried to, like, light it up with unless
1: something. She put, unless she put the Series S on top of the mount where you put the induction cooker. It's gonna be scary. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> now let's hope the design doesn't deceive too many eyes. But yeah, um talking about both designs. Um yeah, I think these I think the Xbox is more of a no, more of uh, they went for the standard home entertainment system style, you know, just a mm. box you know, where you can place it in at home or next to your other uh next to your other devices. But I think the PS5 for me, uh eh, I still think it feels like a concept design. It,
2: Actually, it, feels it does. Like, it feels it's, like it's a, a, concept design. 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 Yeah. a concept design. Yeah. A concept design that stage. never
0: that never went beyond past prototype stage and they just stuck with it. Like, you know what? Let's just stick with this design and we're going to sell this. And yeah, yeah I think the, the sharp and are I just unusual.
2: kind of like it. When I first like saw it on its uh, at four a.m. when I I think it was four thirty or five. When I first saw it on that day, it was like, oh wow! It's like really different from the PS4, which which I which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe to see is still to um, I would know if I like see it like face to face. Like it could be just be you know, pinagandalang nila sa sa <laughs> pinagandalang nila sa trailer. But then when it when you come face to face with it, it's like um. Oh, okay. It does look weird, but for Xbox, it's what you see is what you get. <laughs> it's it's just a box. But for me, I, I kind of like the PS Five more. Um, not not being biased or anything, but I I kind of like the diff the different kind of look on it. I just hope that it ca- it can come with like black, like the black is more prominent than the white. Yeah. One, since I I don't like like. It's gonna destroy my gaming room if it's. <laughs> it's, it's well, to gonna, be fair,
3: also,
1: the PS aesthetic. has always been. The PlayStation has always been associated with the color black ever since the PS2. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm kind of worried.
1: About.
0: I'm, I'm kind of worried about the white color of the PS because I know this is gonna gather up uh, a good amount of dust yes. early on. Yes. Yes. And then you know, white is uh is a very uh it's very susceptible to stains. I have um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I had this um I had this uh, action figure here next to me. Nah, white it has white white pieces. It yellowed up due to like heat exposure, or I just left it on. I just left it in the box for like a few months, and then yeah. And that's my worry about the initial color scheme of the PS5. Although I, I appreciate that from gray to black, they're going to white just to change things up, just to make things feel fresh. So that's pretty nice for them. Um, so yeah, I think that's all, the, all what we can uh, say about their appearance. Um, you know, uh, as much as we'd like to... Uh, go on about the memes of um, both both consoles. I think we can go about their features. One feature that uh, both games have is um, their game passes, to so to speak. So Xbox has yeah. their game pass and PS, PS has their PS Plus. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we can start with um, uh, the game pass. And the game pass for me, my friend uh, Christian who's been in the comments... He's been, he's been messaging me all for a lot, for the longest time about, um, the amount of things he's getting from the Xbox Game Pass. And, you know, he's getting a lot of free games at launch. He's getting, um, he's even getting, uh, latest games. Yeah. The latest games, um, for free for a certain time period and. He's very excited for X for uh the, the latest uh Game Pass. Because imagine uh when Xbox Series X is about is going to launch, it has around it has the latest uh generation of games. It has next gen upon on launch, and then you can you can access like a wide backlog category, which the Xbox One had the advantage last gen as well over the PS4 where you can play um Xbox 360 discs on the Xbox One, which if there was one feature that I was kind of envious from the Xbox, it has to be their backwards compatibility. And with that and their Game Pass, and um, I think they have uh, Project X Cloud, which turns your console into some um, cloud server where you can play games, you can stream games. So I'm not sure about that yet, but that's the Xbox Game Pass. And on the other hand, you have PS Plus. And I've just subscribed to PS Plus for a year, and every month you get two free games, three free games, and you get access to multiplayer and a lot of discounts. Uh, I just took advantage of um, those features a few weeks ago, and uh, I think yesterday. And as what re- was recently announced a few days ago... um. The PS Plus collection is arriving, so upon launch, once you get your PS5, you have access if you're a PS Plus subscriber. Of course, you have access to a library of PS4 games, a lot of uh, PS4 games, so a bit similar to Game Pass where you have a lot of free games already uh, at your fingertips before you even uh, boot up your console. So, I am not sure which one could be uh, I don't want to compare at times which one would be the better one but I think both having game pass video games of uh, subscription uh, subscription based models like this are very cool like for me this is the future of uh this part of gaming's future as much as I love um physical games so wow,
2: everything's going to be digital <laughs> oh, no
0: no <laughs> Yep it's it's Getting closer to that. So, what are your thoughts, guys? I think we'll start with Danica on this one.
2: Okay. Um, when I first saw the Game Pass for Sony, um, I'm am kind of surprised there. There are a lot of like triple games there, like God of War. We have The Last of Us. There, there was also like Uncharted included in there. Um, what I'm just worried about is, like. I hope that this uh, the PS5 has enough storage to keep all of them in in place because you do need to download it before you can like play it right. And I yes. think one problem here in the Philippines is our internet. So I'm not sure. I haven't downloaded like uh, a full game on my PS4 since I'm I'm more into physical gaming. But I can only imagine downloading something like, for example, uh, Final Fantasy 7 which is like. Um, 100, almost 100 gigabytes i i i assume that that would like take hours or probably days to like download it so though i am i am excited for the ps5 with its um upcoming games i'm sure there's not a lot of um physical games coming out with, with uh, on the same time of its release so i think it's a smart move for them to also release the game pass since people can like um download it if they have like sufficient internet for it they could already play some ps4 games that are in ps5 graphics but i don't know how much of a difference it would be since um from the trailers from the from like uh from their most recent one there was i i I had like an iffy iffy thought that the graphics are not that much different with the PS4, or maybe that's just me and my TV and my internet being so crappy. but'm I'm... <laughs> I'm just happy that they're actually um, allowing this game pass to people who are going to buy it uh, right now, like on its, on its release, so that they won't need magigintenga or paperweight for a long time while waiting for the games to come out. So yeah, I'm not familiar also with the Xbox Game Pass. So I think Dango has more. Um, maybe you know more about it since I'm really, I'm really a Sony Sony fan girl. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. Well, um, well, as a person who plays well, who well as a gamer who plays on a PS4, a Switch, and the PC. Um there's one thing one very interesting thing about the Game Pass is that it actually works on your PC.
0: Ooh. So it does work on PC. Okay, okay.
1: If not the Xbox Game Pass. I think the Microsoft Game Pass covers both Xbox and PC, if I'm not mistaken. Oh
2: wow. Okay, that's nice.
1: I'm not sure, but in terms of Game Pass, it's a very interesting concept because it I think it's a very good um it's a a very good platform for a certain growing market of gamers mm-hmm. because if there's one type of gamer that will not exactly be very enticed to invest in this kind of pass it's i guess traditional gamers if you if you you if you were born in like the 80s or 90s it's a concept you can't get into really quick because you're really the type to just buy one game because you're going to invest a shitload of time on it uh, instead of playing multiple games because they were so affordable and you're going to play all of them. Not to say which type of gamer is better or not, but just I just want to acknowledge that there are those types of gamers. Mm -hmm. But in the end of it all, the priority for any gamer, of course, is to have fun. How they experience that is up to them. And I think it's good that this whole existence of a Game Pass um, allows people who have that kind of uh, desire, that kind of experience, be able to uh, experience that. But in particular, I have I have one problem, though, with. um, Well, both Microsoft and PS uh, PlayStation's um, system of the Game Pass, for one, well, I'll say a bit of pro and con of each. Well, again, for Microsoft, the ultimate. Uh, thank you, Christian, for mentioning that ultimate uh, Ultimate Game Pass apparently covers PC console and Android. Like whoa, okay. Hey. So, I guess that's one major pro of the Microsoft Game Pass. You will be able to basically play on an Xbox and your PC. So how, how th- that information, what you do with it, that's really up to the gamer. But that accessibility, the fact that you can choose to do so, that's really good. And these are not just like indie titles or anything. No, these are big titles like Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, um, Outer Worlds, uh, uh, Gears, uh, several big titles on both the Xbox and uh, PC. Um, What I do not like, though, but I do understand, is the fact that you cannot access these games unless you have a Game Pass. Now, if there is a pattern I've noticed, especially because of quarantine, (laughs) there are a lot of old titles that people go back to. Because I myself, Mm -hmm. I have. And a lot of people have gone back to play titles they either finished already or they never got into um, playing around. Now, not likely to happen, but what if the Game Pass doesn't encompass that game? Or what if it's not worth the Game Pass just for that one game because you've already bought, like, several games? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of... Odd for me because you're think if you do the math, it's like you're doing like a one or two dollar investment per month just to keep a game. And uh, again, y- you're basically saying, ah, I can buy a new game. It's essentially like buying a new game every one or so years. But I was just like, it's different owning a game and renting a game. So I guess some people will be bothered by it. Some people will, like, that's the whole point. That's okay. As for PlayStation my my major complaint all the time is why do I have to pay for multiplayer access when <laughs> I've been having that service for free on the PC like yeah. that is the one major turnoff for both consoles but for PS it's a bigger problem because There are so many titles on Xbox. You can play with your friends on PC for free because, well, that's usually the case. A lot of Xbox quote-unquote exclusive titles, so looky here, it's on the PC as well. So, okay, that's technically a band-aid solution, but okay. But for the PS, you have no solution whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. if you guys didn't miss it, remember that they announced Ghost of Tsushima co-op? where you get to create a character and there are like classes and you get to explore Tsushima and defeat uh, uh, enemies, do quests together with friends. So I'm like, that's a really nice concept. Too bad I need PS
0: Plus. God damn Yeah, for, that's Yeah, it's a turn <laughs> off for me because the only time that, you know, the only way you can play... Multiplayer without PS Plus is when the game is free to play, and but if the yeah. game is something that you have to buy, you need PS Plus, Plus. and oh, PS man. Plus is kind of um kind of expensive to maintain sometimes unless it is the, very unless expensive you're buying a year, so you, you forget about yeah. uh, no. because you're paying um you're paying around two thousand pesos two thousand more mm-hmm. two thousand plus pesos for per, per year just to maintain just to maintain your <laughs> multiplayer and access to games that you have gotten per, uh, every month so which is crazy so imagine
1: for me. imagine you have like 6 or 10 free AAA titles because of PS Plus and then you're like, "Oh, yup, guess what? We're ending PS Plus because <laughs> we're shifting to PS5 or something like that." So yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that, but either way, when you're like, you know what, I'm I'm done with multiplayer. But guess what? Look at those titles you got for free. They're not free <laughs> unless you have PS Plus. You're like, but I don't play multiplayer on PS. Well, boohoo. You have to pay if you want to play. That is a major turnoff for me. Yeah, I think it, it I would think... also
2: pose a problem with like completionists, like especially oh, yeah. like. For example for uncharted uh, or uncharted or tomb raider I oh, wait no just uncharted For uncharted like you've already like finished like you already got all of the trophies in story mode but then you're not in platinum why because you need yeah. to get more
0: because trophies the multiplayer, and multiplayer, multiplayer trophies. Sure. yeah uh, <laughs> I think there was one game na that hurt me a lot that I didn't get platinum I think that was Doom and that was Doom and assassin's creed 4 like it's sad oh wait um from christian okay yeah um technically both subscription models are a rent system they're kind of like netflix for gaming yeah. <laughs> so if you can you can watch you can consume whatever is available on both uh both subscriptions for but if that time. subscription <laughs> the, if you cannot ma- maintain your subscription well then you can say you can kiss your games goodbye unfortunately and i think christian also mentioned some uh, additional info so xcloud by the way um just uh, just to mention it since it's kind of like a game pass it's a streaming service game streaming service so it's kind of like google stadia and you know you can just you can just stream your game on a device and then Along with Game Pass, EA Play is also part of the Microsoft Game Pass, and EA Play is a huge collection of games. There's like every Need for Speed title, every Battlefield title, every current gen um, uh, EA title is there. So Madden, FIFA, Dragon Age as well. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, Jedi Fall Order, Battlefront. So yeah, um, let's just say that you know Game Pass has so many stuff. On at launch compared to the PS Plus, but yeah, mm. PS Plus collection has triple A games. But I yeah, I, I'm really I'm always thinking of the multiplayer rock, The the way they rock multiplayer, <laughs> you have to subscribe to play multiplayer. It's uh, mm. it's the like for me that's y- that blocks uh, blocks a lot of players from playing with each other. You know because that's why there is a
1: platform. There is a platform that technically has been doing it for free for years. Yeah, it's called
0: the PC. A PG. Yeah. I like, you you have to
1: pay. People like who people don't think are like, well, you have to pay internet for PC. Well, you can't connect to PS Plus if you don't have internet now, do you?
3: <laughs> I think that's
2: one of the major reasons why um, it's hard to find games that are cross-play compatible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, crossplay. Honestly, like PS was really, really, really late on crossplay, which is. Don't need to be. You yeah, don't need to uh, mince words. doing You can sad call them. i happy that they you can have say it. They were email um, about it. I was recently able to. Uh, I waited too long for that. Um, like you know, the only time, the first time I tried crossplay cross platform was just a few weeks ago, and. I wish that it was available way back because I've had, you know, there's a potential that so many of my friends, you know, we could have had play we could have played a a bit more games multiplayer. So that was kinda a bummer. So I think Yeah, so that's that's the subscription based model of both ga- both Microsoft and Sony. So that's PS Plus and the Xbox Game Pass. But I think in the bottom line, um both models give us a lot of free games on launch, so it guarantees that even if you haven't bought a game yet, like bought and bought the latest uh, next-gen title, you at least have a library of free games to enjoy first. You know, if you um, if you miss the last generation or missed a few games of the last generation, you can just uh, you can get a subscription and play those games in the meantime, which is. Uh, kinda nice, but as we said, there's a lot of drawbacks for for both uh for both games for both uh, systems um from so subscription models. I think we can go to games now perhaps the most exciting part of this is the games. um okay, both okay, so we we can talk about Sony all we want because Sony had so had a heavy gold of um had a heavy gold of games in their playstation showcase and but since you know we can as of course due to chronological order in some way let's talk about microsoft's games um i need to look into yeah, uh, their I, I have games. no idea what <laughs> what no, games are coming out on nbox i know they i know <laughs> they're I releasing can. i know some titles but i can't but as you said dango i can't remember them because i can't because their the, emphasis the wasn't wasn't on wasn't on games it was hardware and their game pass which was mm. which is pretty nice i mean that's the, that's where their strength lies uh that's where their strength lies right now but i will i'm i have to look through a list because i kind of forgot um okay but,
2: um, is cyberpunk like is it, like, exclusive to Microsoft no. or no? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no. Okay, okay. it's,
0: it's uh it's all platforms. That, okay, Halo Infinite is, that... is exclusive, that's for sure.
1: Nope. Yeah nope. uh, Technically, no.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I can say... I do can say Xbox exclusives aren't really Xbox exclusives. I can say <laughs> I usually call them Microsoft exclusives because they're both available on Xbox oh, and in, Windows. So, oh,
2: yeah, in PC, yeah.
0: Again. Yeah, technically, because, like... You can play Forza, you can play Halo, you can play Gears of War, mm-hmm. both on both platforms without any problem. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let's look at some of the games. What are other? I know uh,
1: one of the titles I really I knew was like on Xbox, but I wanted to be ported is Hellblade, the oh, sequel yeah, to yeah, Senio's yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah,
2: yeah, Hellblade. Yeah, I was like,
1: yeah. Oh, good lord! Oh. It looks so good. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, they moved it. Um they switched, so it's it's basically with Microsoft now, right? <laughs>
3: I know, that's so funny.
0: It's the sad part, like you uh you get the sequel available on every on all major platforms. Major and Microsoft you... platforms. Yeah, all oh, major Microsoft platforms and also on PS4. Um but in the Wait, end so
2: Hellblade
3: is, nec- yep.
0: is gonna be exclusive? Wait, Hellblade is gonna be exclusive. That was kind of no. that was kind of the striking part because, um, you know, a lot of people played Hellblade in on um, PS4. I think a lot of people loved it when it was when it released on PS, and then now the sequel is, uh, exclusive on Microsoft. So that's weird. Um, I wonder what happened. Uh, I um, think it's a I think it was the developer agreement. I'll, I'll
1: interrupt you there for a moment. It's, I think it's similar to what happened to Bayonetta. Like, a lot of people complained, who thought it was a good idea to put Bayonetta 2 on the Wii, with the Wii U? And I'm just like, all right, I get your anger, but here's the thing. No one would publish for Platinum Games. It was either you get Bayonetta 2 on the Wii U or you don't get Bayonetta 2 at all. And again, one of the fears of Platinum Games was like, wait, Nintendo is okay with publishing for us, but Nintendo's a family oriented console, and Bayonetta is the complete opposite.
3: But to <laughs>
1: everyone's blissful surprise, Nintendo just said one rule on uh, uh, Platinum Games it has to be a Nintendo exclusive but you can do whatever the hell you want and boy oh boy did they really do whatever the hell they wanted with <laughs> the Uneta 2. too so i have a feeling that's the similar case i think i think even though hellblade uh, was a very good game i don't think it was a monetary success for the company yeah. i'm not sure mm-hmm. so it's an indie i game, think right? when they
3: yeah.
1: technically yes but um yeah but I think when they were looking for a publisher, I'm pretty sure all the publishers were looking like, wait, how much is this game worth? And when they saw it, they're like, okay, we're not interested. But Microsoft knew that um, the title is a really, really good title, even though money-wise, it didn't uh, win as well as other indie or AAA titles. But they're like, we can't afford to... Again, it's just like Nintendo looking at Bayonetta. Like Bayonetta is a really popular title. We, we you, you can't let it like die out like this. Let it have its peak. So, I mean, they already announced Bay- Bayonetta 3 for the Switch. We just haven't heard yet. So I think it's the same path that Microsoft wants to go with Hellblade. They see a lot of potential with the title and they want to see it peak. And if that means it's exclusive to Xbox and PC, hell, they'll do it. They just want to keep the game alive and as a gamer i'm just like hey as long as i can p- keep playing the damn game i'll, I'll do it i'll play yeah it.
0: well as long as it keeps the franchise alive well yeah. it's the best i think i remember one story about ben 2, the creator responded to a lot of the complaints when it was on wii U. It's just he just basically said like um on the lines of screw you guys yeah, deal with it like it's all yeah, yeah, yeah he did yeah and yeah like, and oh i guess uh, um, they, they just yeah go. No. Again, they just expect the
1: people to, like, know better. Like, do you really think we had a choice? Do the research, people? We already said no one would publish for us except Nintendo. Nintendo took a chance with
0: us. And the deal was Nintendo exclusive. Our hands are tied. (laughs) As much as you would want it to be anywhere, you know, it's there. It's on Nintendo. So that's a win for them. And... Um, if we're talking about franchises that are gonna be revived or are still alive thanks to companies stepping up um psychonauts 2 is on xbox i I think I remember um, this being announced couple a few, years back. A few, a few months back yeah, a couple of years back and now it's uh pretty much uh Confirm. it's pretty much gonna be there soon psychonauts another franchise. In-
1: I haven't heard of. Like, I know it's an Xbox exclusive, but if Xbox or Microsoft in general really wants to slap Sony in the face with, "Hey, we're we can compete with you," where the hell? Like, any news on beyond Beyond Good and Evil two? Like, oh yeah, am, am, I, am I the only one who? It feels like a fever pitch dream of some sort. Like, am I the only one who remembers that they told us that? Yeah, we're <laughs> making a Beyond Good and Evil two. I'm like, yeah, they even showed
0: Godsetor. But, like, stop teasing us and just tell us what you're going to do with it. Because um, I think Ubisoft, like, Ubisoft has announced everything. They've announced a new Watch Dogs. They've announced a new Assassin's Creed. They've uh, they've announced a new Far Cry game. And they kind of forgot that, you know, oh, wait, wait, wait. Are we forgetting something? Uh, I think we <laughs> don't. And then, you know, you oh, see oh, Beyond
3: left out oh, Evil. Oh, God.
0: But I think it's because, I don't know, Um, there's just that feeling that it's it's kind of in development hell and they just don't want to say anything about it. And it's, I'm not sure. I really wish it would just, uh, they would just say any update, come on. Just something that uh, would help us reassure that, you know, it's going to be there soon. But yeah, I think, yeah, it's one of those franchises that, you would you would like to see next gen because for me i think it looked next gen when it was announced a few years back you know i it, it it was it had that feeling that i don't think it's gonna release on this on the ps4 and xbox one kind of feel so yeah but, you know,
1: it will be soft as an ace in the hole i don't even think they know they have To date we have not had a true stealth-like tactical espionage, espionage game in years because oh my God, let's Spinter face Cell. it let, yes exactly <laughs> my oh, point Spinter. let's face it let's face it we have no faith in konami with metal gear solid they're just i think they, they killed it with their latest title and every metal gear solid fan knows the only person who knows how to deal with that ip is kojima and he has his own production studio but i think I mean, it's good for kojima it, but, if yeah, I think it's good for Kojima if he just doesn't go back to Melgear Solid. I think he should be able to take on the reins of a new IP or w- what he's done with Death Stranding. I don't know. It's Kojima. Let him do his magic. But <laughs> there is no true tactical espionage stealth title to date. There, I mean, Melgear is dead. We've had not had Splinter Cell in nearly half a decade. It managed the
0: closest. <laughs> oh, yeah, what is the closest? Hitman is kind of oh, probably close.
2: Sniper, sniper Elite since you're kind of far and you're just gonna <laughs> snipe people
1: undetected. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, like, but again, the, the shooting the classic, is the not the... espionage style. But not yeah. the, the
2: like the close range Bin... espionage, yeah. Yes, is, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Look, there are two titles from two really big developers. I'm like, guys, this is the best time to revive them. Like from Ubisoft and like Splinter Cell. You have been teasing us with Sam Fisher crossovers for Ghost Recon, Wildlands Breakpoint, and the new operator in r 6 Siege. It's yeah, freaking Sam Fisher, Sam Fisher. Is in Rainbow
0: Six, like what? <laughs> like <for laughs> I'm me, like, like okay, but
1: can you just give us a Cell game? And there is no re- there's no excuse for not having Ironside uh portray Sam Fisher again because he was able to voice him in breakpoint. And that, that game only released like last year. So I'm like, okay, he can still perform. Let him perform, damn it. And from FromSoft, I want yeah. Tenchu again.
2: Please. Oh my god, Tenchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PS1 days. Tenchu. Oh yes.
0: Like, I'm, um, not, I'm not afraid yeah, wait, to admit wait, okay, wait, a huge um,
3: crush
1: um, on IKAME in PS1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Tenchu, oh my god.
0: I don't know, I miss. Yeah, I can. I miss Tenchu, but, uh, wait, Tenchu was until wait. Was there a PS3 Tenchu no. game? I now that one I can't recall. I remember it was until PS2 yeah. at yeah. least. At the very least, that there was a Tenchu sequel somewhere. There were two T sequels. So there was I'm r- speaking of and in from Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if there was okay, from software, if we're talking about um one of their franchises up uh, uh some Mecha fans are pissed that are they haven't made another armored core game in a long oh, time. Yeah. And although that yeah. although that series is mostly a cult, uh generally just has a cult following, it's not as big as other game franchises. But uh, you know, there's a huge hole, like kinda like a huge hole in the stealth genre that you know needs uh needs to be filled you, we need we need more uh we need mecha games more mecha games too like i mean yeah. there's uh every now and then there's a mech warrior happening on microsoft and yeah i think it's i think from software has a lot of franchises that needs reviving and that's a lot that's a few bits of them
2: I hope but they yeah, will I think revive they Wild Arms though. I've been I've been like waiting oh, for man, a new it's... Wild Arms game.
0: <laughs> like even for me, even know even a re- another remake of the first one, a remake of the first, like just mm. revive interest. Just one, one, Give two, us something three. now would help say that hey, we're back. Yeah, they're back alive. Or at least uh no Maybe launch a launch a co- collection, which usually helps, and helps people remember, remind yeah. them of the franchise. But I think we can go back to some Xbox games. Um, Halo Infinite is, of course, um, you know, no Xbox launch would be, uh, would not be complete without a Halo. Um, pe- uh, a lot of um, Microsoft Xbox fans hope of you know seeing Halo back to its uh former glory so to speak because the past few Halo games haven't been as impressive, haven't been as strong as the previous Halo titles ever since Bungie, their or the original developer left left uh, left yeah. Halo left the Hago franchise. So yeah. Um They've it's an open world Halo game, Destiny. that's what I know. And yeah. And actually Destiny what goes Going free to play was kinda nice. But yeah, Halo Infinite for me it it's yeah, I think it's got it needs to be strong for me. It's one of the like since Microsoft does not have a solid, a strong or a vast line of exclusives. Um they need they need their they need their small number of exclusives to be stronger. Like, you know, they need they need that those games to be at full strength to be at the best quality they can be. Because um if you know another Forza game is arriving and Forza has been solid. Like for me if there's a franchise that Microsoft has been doing right, it's the Forza series. But beyond that, you know, Gears has just got Gears needed uh Gear 6, you know, to be really good, which which it did. But uh you know Halo is a franchise that's been uh you know that's been uh, in a lot of people's eyes, and they wish to be, like, you know, back in the glory days, you know, we're back in when Halo 2 and 3 was the best thing on the 360 for a couple of years. So, yeah, I think Um, beyond those <coughs> Xbox games, I'm not sure. Are you guys familiar with Crossfire? No.
2: I'm <laughs> not too familiar with Xbox no. games. No. multiplayer <laughs>
0: yeah okay it's a multiplayer multiplayer shooter it's one of the most okay yeah okay it it's it's a very let's just say it's like an it's like a cs game that never evolved beyond 1.6 like it's a it's kind of a cs style game it's one of the most popular games right now for the past few years like not many people talk about it but it's it has this solid community of um, it has a solid community that has been playing this um, clunky-looking 13-year-old FPS for years. It's basically just uh, old-school Counter-Strike, kind of like that. And now, um, Microsoft got the got the exclusivity for Crossfire X, kind of like an update, basically a next-gen update on the classic game. And But yeah, beyond that, I'm not sure what else is on... Uh, What else is on Xbox that's not on the other systems? That's not on PS5. Nothing really strikes me yeah. so far. But, yeah. Uh, oh, Fable. Uh, yeah, if you I'm guys are familiar or have heard yeah, of Fable. That is, so one, it's kinda, it's that is coming one IP. Back. I'm glad. Um, you know, it's one
1: IP. I'm glad it's like, you know, getting attention is, again.
0: Yeah, because Fable is kind of like uh, Microsoft's staple RPG franchise. And... And you know it was good for uh, it was good for a number of games of course there were people there were people who didn't like so, um some <clears> of the changes in the sequels but hey that's their franchise and seeing it back again you know seeing them have hey we ha- we have this RPG franchise again after so many years it's i think it's reassuring that you know Microsoft is trying to enhance their exclusives again after you know not having not doing so much with it last gen or, or current gen because Xbox One doesn't have that many exclusives. Like, um, probably for me, like their best exclusives has to be the Forza and Gear series. Okay, now any other thoughts on Xbox, or do we move to PS right now?
1: Yeah, we can move. I don't mind moving <laughs> yeah, to PS at this point.
3: Okay, well, podcasting is growing very quickly not just in the philippines but also worldwide there's a whole lot of voices out there and we as podcasters need to stay informed in order to stay relevant the best way to do that is with data and the best way to get it all in one place is podmetrics your one-stop shop for all your podcast data needs podmetrics aggregates data from anchor spotify chartable facebook live and youtube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing and when you know your show you can grow your show the best part is it's absolutely free sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code geeky that's geeky j-u-a-n-s podmetrics the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast Thanks everyone for listening to episode 43 of the Geeky Ones podcast. We will continue with our PS5 and Xbox predictions next week on episode 44. Anyway, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and thegeekyones.com. Don't forget to listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.